Hindsight, what if this had happened? What if that had happened? That's how the human nature is. What if this? What if that? And we all enjoy it. of what if if this had happened things would not be like this and what if that had happened and what if we had done this what if I had done that what ifs what ifs what ifs the world of academics and sports lives on the khichdi of what ifs and what ifs and that's the way the human beings love it and with this i welcome you to episode 414 on the 8th of september on a humid wednesday morning let's take a look at as to what is there on the breakfast menu for this morning's episode the dilemma versus self praise and external validation has been going on for decades what works and pseudo media has made it even worse thanks to the obsession with followers and subscribers the more followers you have the more popular you are so is it true i don't agree with it if i have a million followers on my profile or on my channel or some pseudo media or digital channel does that make me 
popular? Do I need external validation? That is the question individuals have been answering because more subscribers and as per the policies of these pseudo media sites, pseudo media websites, more the followers, more the likes, more the shares, more the retweets and all that garbage, more the popularity and more the popularity, more the revenue. And how do you get revenue? How do you get people to like your channel? You have to be emotional. You have to be sympathetic, empathetic. You have to understand what the other person feels. Well, I disagree. Yes, up to once, up to some extent you can sympathize, but after a while that sympathy also looks doctored and scripted and it doesn't work with me. Which comes to the question, who is a legend and who is a rookie? For example, take the example of a certain Sunil Chetri. He is a legend in the world of football, having been played for the past 20 years. But his contemporary of the same age, that is Ronaldo and Messi, have gained more digital and analog followers so somehow in our limited mindset and a a myopic thought process we have made Messi a legend and we still think Sunil Chetri for example or Sandesh Jingan, Amit Thapa and such brilliant Indian football players haven't reached that level who decides well, Messi may have had a role to play because he himself has scored over 600 goals in domestic football. Though some of them could be assessed, controversial, one doesn't know. But who is a legend and who is a rookie? Another example, Rohit Sharma. Right now, Rohit Sharma has been put in the category of legends. The best player, white ball player, T20 player full of skills, everything, has established himself as an opener with no bounds. Well, once again, till 2011-12, he had the same criticism as Rishabhan has. Has all the shots in the book, but is not mature enough to play them at the right time. Struggling here, struggling there, not too many opportunities, a heavy middle order, already too many people cramping over there he was in the team he was out of the team he was in the middle order which was already cramped by other players and then they took a punt and they gave him the opening slot left vacant by certain players what happens smashes a couple of double hundreds in fact three double hundreds close to 30 50 over centuries four 20 over centuries, 5 centuries in the World Cup, goes past a few former players and suddenly is in the league of his own. The talent and this and that and all those questions coming up. But was it self-praise? Sometimes self-praise works. Where does self-praise work? Take the example of this particular talk show. Is this talk show already in the legend 
is it already a legendary talk show yes but if i say that then that will be seen as arrogance i cannot praise my own talk show because it's a conflict of interest so i need subscribers and followers and people saying brilliant talk show well let me tell you i've heard a lot of talk shows and they all start with nothing they all start with zero right now so many talk shows have become popular and how do talk shows or podcasts or whatever become popular because they cater to the current affairs they talk about things like employment and unemployment and the problems faced by people during the charade of 2020 and the sympathy and the empathy well i think that's cliche sympathy empathy that's stereotype and cliche and that old news it doesn't work i have a different format and it has worked well will subscribers validate it yes do people find it difficult because there's a level of jealousy that this individual has a talk show and i don't or anyone else who has a talk show is popular because that person has been doing this for the past 3 decades 3 decades experience doesn't cut it i have seen people with 3 to 4 decade experience and yet they make the same mistakes they act immature they are arrogant they think they can say anything they want and yet the people who have recruited them or given them a contract won't fire them because there is no plan b where there is plan b i am the plan b in fact i am plan a and i don't see anything wrong with self praise there's a difference between self praise arrogance self love and conceit and sometimes being conceited also works external validations often can be misconstrued you cannot really worry about external validations as for me i do not live in the shadow of any other talk show there are millions of talk shows every one of them has different formats yet some of them have the same format calling a guest and asking them questions when letting them you when you call a guest you take away the limelight from you the spotlight is on the guest and just because you call a guest it doesn't mean that you have some kind of contacts just because tomorrow i call a rohit sharma or a seva on my talk show it doesn't make me anything special they come because they want to be popular they are desperate to be popular i don't want to make someone else popular i want to make myself popular so solo talk shows work for me why do i need someone else's experience yes but due respect to others experience it always works but then it's always in that imbalance kind of scenario so it doesn't work with me self praise is it arrogance for a majority yes external validation a reality and thanks to pseudo media like subscribe share a million subscribers that's how we look at the popularity of anything right now so if you have a talk show or if you have a program on instagram or whatever the hell it is and if you have a million followers you are popular and then you broadcast the fact that 
to have a million followers. So what work? Who is a legend and who is a rookie? No one's a legend and no one's a rookie. Even a rookie starts with a rookie, starts with nothing. And yes, we generally are skeptic and we have questions when a new player arrives, literally a new player arrives in the world of talk shows, entertainment and sports and we don't give them that kind of recognition and thanks to Sugo Media, the recognition sometimes dies down. That is why we are still obsessed to bear with the likes of certain players and then of course the Ronaldo Messi obsession is well it has crossed a line in my point of view. That's a question we'll never know. Self praise, external validation, up to you, whatever you see, but don't be affected by it. If you want to self praise, self praise. If you don't have external validation in terms of followers and subscribers and people who are like psychophants, don't worry about it. Psychophants don't work for too long. Subscribers is not a big thing. Don't be so happy about getting subscribers. Work on it and don't bother about that. Don't let your content, whether you are, whatever you, whatever you are, especially in this particular domain, keep doing your thing every day and don't get carried away. Just be smart about how you market it, how you broadcast it. Be smart. Be frugal about broadcasting and only broadcasting to certain individuals who understand the particular subject. about legends and rookies and external validation well India beat England by 157 runs and went on to win the fourth match and took a 2-1 lead and therefore acquired the Oval Office and it didn't take long the pseudo media and the print and the electronic media turning from fans to bullies to fans again if they were scathing in their criticism and questioning the technique of batters and the efficacy of ballers in the third match where India only made 80 runs and went on to lose that match by 70 runs and questioning that was Lord win a fluke or whatever and the contribution of 
8, 9, 10, 11, suddenly what happens? India scored 190. Still, the batting is question of us, of certain players. Then England gets a lead of nearly 100. They go from 60 for 5 to 290 and their batter is praised. Good technique and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Then India once again take a lead of 360. England are 77 for 0 in a good position everyone saying all three results possible draw or tie or India win or England win but things change England lose 10 wickets for 130 runs India go on to win by 157 runs and suddenly the pseudo media is bursting with praise I don't take that seriously and a few former players who have nothing much to do unless they are employed in certain specific occupations they think they tweet and they give their validation I don't even take Twitter or face whatever as validation but we are gullibles and we take that as validation so from fans to bullies to fans again and then what happens suddenly they are comparing this Indian attack to attacks of a certain, our neighboring country how they did it and how we are obsessed with Vasim Akram and Vakar Yunus and can't get over them. We are still puppy love about them. It's fine, they were good bowlers. India never had so many good bowlers. Yes, Kapil Dev and few came and went. So I do agree with that. We have so many good bowlers betting outside despite the absence of two bowlers. They still won and it was always going to happen. 290 in the whole day. And then of course skating criticism of the England batting if they praise the Indian England batting in the last match saying look at Guru breaking records breaking century records breaking captaincy records and this and that and everything and making a mockery of the Indian bowling here he couldn't score a total of 100 runs including both the innings that's how things are it doesn't take long for people or organizations or certain institutions to turn from fans to bullies to fans again. That's how it functions. We are so obsessed with the hockey wins of the men's and women's teams. Right now the players are on a break and a hockey league is about to start. There are not too many hockey tournaments coming up. Unlike cricket, there are no bilateral hockey tournaments. They are proper multi-nation tournament and right now no multi-nation hockey tournament is scheduled let's say it starts and whoever is the first opening for both the teams they lose both the men and the women's team they lose not by big margin let's say one they should not but let's hypothesize and let's say they lose let's see which about it it won't take time from for them to turn from fans to bullies. Where was the josh of the Olympic win? Was it a one-off? Were the players tired? Were they mentally not there? They stack everything. As I said, half the journalists don't even know what they are saying. They have never played the sport. And yet they comment as if they themselves played for 25 years. But that's a very small section of former players turned sports journalists. That's 
not even one percent of the entire journalist population most of them don't even know the jargons they use they're not even played for five days forget 25 years a certain sport and yet they read i also read but that's just to sometimes shut them up talking about shutting people up the bubble controversy came up once again the support staff that is the coaches batting coach bowling coach and of course the story is that without permission they went out to an event they got the illness they came back and whatever happened after that they have been isolated and now both the governing bodies will launch a facetious investigation and the indian cricket board or the indian cricket bully will be embarrassed because they think they keep an iron hand on their employers that is the players and the support staff and if it's almost like breaking a curfew if you have red books where parents would ground children that don't leave your house after 8 pm 9 pm or you will be punished they left the board is um, the governing bodies are embarrassed the england cricket board not knowing that this would happen and the indian cricket bully angry about the fact that under their watchful police like eyes a certain group left so no coaches for the next match they will have to be contained through video conferencing so all the positive of winning a match might just be drowned in this particular controversy and they will be in now in a stricter bio bubble well according to me bio bubbles need to go we don't need bio bubbles bio bubbles forget the psychological impact that's a question which we have been answering for decades let's keep that away but bio bubbles as a whole which is nothing more than imprisonment you can't do this you can't do that you have to be subject to random testing of both doping and other things so the players were positive about winning but the staff tested positive about something else so how do you look at this particular situation it's nothing as i said before breaching the bubble is nothing more is nothing less than a felony or whatever don't be surprised if tomorrow the crpc is changed and for or the wada and nada and such bodies add this particular clause that players in bio bubbles if they breach it they will be suspended don't be surprised if this happens that will be a bigger red card than any other offense it might become a big offense going further if the rules by the governing bodies by the specific governing body and the international governing body is not just a one sport i don't i don't know about bio bubble for other sports if they are there they might be there and if you catch it you are well whatever isolated for one week i don't know if it's happening in any other sport 
they haven't been vocal about it and they haven't told anyone but don't be surprised if tomorrow bodies like nada and wada apart from dope testing also include this kind of testing in their rules and if you get it you are in trouble but to one main great will it remain will the pseudo and the print and electronic media remain fans if india win it 3-1 or if england makes it to all what will happen you don't know i don't know we have to wait anything is possible what 11 players will play that will discuss on a later date let's move forward This ends episode number 414 on the 8th of September 2021 stay tuned for the next episode for more awesome content don't miss episode 4